Welcome back to another episode of Hitmakers Unite. Um, I'm Malachi, the host, and this is a podcast. If y'all didn't know, we got artists, producers, engineers, A&Rs, whoever in the music industry sharing their story. That's enough about that. But today we got Shekinah on with us. What's up? Hey. <laughs> hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, we really excited to hear from you, man. Like. I've been following you from a little bit of afar on social media, perform your performances, some of your music. But for people that don't know you, like introduce yourself. My name is Shekinah. I am a singer, songwriter. Do a little bit of producing, artist. I just love to create, love to perform. Yeah, you should check out my music. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, y'all definitely should check out some of her music. She released uh, a project based on a true story. It was really, really good. I, I think y'all should check it out. But Thanks. let's just take a step back. We'll talk about that a little bit later because that we we need we need some time to talk about that a little bit later. But like, let's just talk about how you got into music, bro. Like, just like I mean, people who sing usually they find out in the choir or something. But yeah. I don't know. Like, t- yeah, I was I was um. Like my whole family is pretty musically influenced. My cousins, my aunts, my uncles. Um, but yes, my mom was the choir director, and my aunt that I spent a lot of time with growing up. Um, she was at the organist for the church, so we was always singing. We wow. always doing some concerning music. I used to be at church about four to five days out of the seven day week, so you know, it's I'm always gonna be singing. But I stepped into my artistry. <laughs> I think sophomore year of college, so it was probably like 2017. Okay, okay. Around then. Right, that's crazy. Like, like you being in church and, like, your family so tied into music. Like, what, what was that like? Was there any pressure to do music, or was it something you already was, like, wanting to do? No, I mean, I always wanted to do it. I would go out for town shows, and we eat. But then... Um, <laughs> But um, my mom and dad really wanted me to go into like pre-nursing, something more quote unquote realistic. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it just wasn't realistic for me. I had to do what was realistic for me. And it's great now Mm -hmm. to have that support. Um, But yeah, that was, that was, I wasn't pressured at all to do music. Yeah. Yeah. It just came, it was a real passion. Mm -hmm. So like you talked about like choosing to like do something that you wanted to do, which was music. So What's your background in music? Like, did you do music in college? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Well, um, well, you have singing growing up, and then in high school when I got to sing like music that wasn't gospel, it was kind of like uh, choir music, like chorale and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I had always felt like been like a wordsmith. My sister's a writer, um, so I'd always mm. had thoughts and journal entries and things like that um, that I used mm. and just turned to songs. I got with Highlanders Media Group out here. We made my first project, Solitaire, which is a, I think, seven-track. It's been so long. (laughs) Seven-track project. That was my baby. And, yeah, it just kind of kept going. I didn't know what was going to come from it, but I'm just doing what I love, and I'm just grateful to be making the – or covering the ground that I'm covering, being able to, you know, keep going. So. And that's what's up. That's that's – 
I'm always interested in how people start in music because, like, nobody's story is the same. So thanks for sharing that, for real. Of course. I feel like everybody be um, starting in the church. I ain't going to lie. Like, I feel like everybody be like, yeah, it's the church. But it's, <laughs> but it's different, though. Like, I mean, your folks, I mean, they it sounds like they random church in the music. I mean, they random music in the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, that's a different story than somebody who was just, like, a part of church was singing, but anyway, yeah, 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 that's that's really cool, bro. All right, so like, let's kind of like jump ahead. So you talked about in 2017, you um, kind of started to break away and start to do your artistry. Like, like bring us back to that. What what was the epiphany? Like, when did you decide, hey, this is for me? You know? Oh my god, I had like failed another midterm i used to fail just fail 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 everything like <laughs> <laughs> everything pre-nurse i was in college six years bro like i literally failed the first two years out of pre-nursing school i hadn't even made the cut to be in nursing school but like i was failing failing yeah. constantly daydreaming about myself being on stage constantly kind of like um feeling envious, like innocently envious of people that did decide to do that. And so I was just like, you know, who cares? Like my roommate at the time, shout out Lene, um, she was like witnessing me cry. <laughs> I was sad. And she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I just want to do music. She literally was like, then do it. Like, what's the problem? Why? That's the solution. And I really credit that moment for being like the aha moment of like, she's right. Like, why am I making mm. it harder than it has to be? But I think that you know, wanting the approval of your family. Of course, like singing secular music, R&B is not what somebody raised in a church, like what pastors and preachers really want for their kids. So um, I think just like jumping out and not being afraid to not be approved by my parents was something that was mm -hmm. more so the milestone to get through for me. And so it happened sophomore year and I changed my major to music because I still needed to live with them. So, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean, that's crazy. Like, you really talking about growing and, like, making a, not only making a choice for yourself, but, like, confirming your identity. Like, who you want to be versus what people are expecting. Right. And so, like, I'm curious, like, how does that reflect in your music? Like, you kind of talked about it, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm choosing to, say, seeing this kind of music and maybe my folks not approving of it. But, like, do you feel like it has affected you? Um, in your music and how you show yourself how you you know show up in your music I definitely feel like I have major gospel influence like still in my music and I think R&B is gospel it's just one is singing about love and one is singing about God but they're actually the same thing you know what I mean God is love. Mm. so it's like learning that and being able to approach it from that perspective it just kind of makes it you know easier for my parents to swallow but for me um yeah I feel like I'm just very greatly influenced by gospel specifically because i wasn't allowed to listen to anything else growing up like i was not allowed to listen mm. i heard a lot of music for the first time like with adult ears is what i'm saying and so um mm. maybe that affects it as well um i believe that a lot of my projects a lot of the harmonies i choose it comes from like my mom being the choir director that <laughs> i hear it all like in the back of my head so it's easy to like you know build those uh vocal arrangements and stuff which i think is probably what sets me apart from you know, a lot of mm. the vocal arranging that I choose to do. That's true. Like, I was listening to some of your music, and, like, you definitely hear the different parts, the harmonies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, they, like, you, you really, like, layer layer your voice, like, in your tracks. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let, let's take a step back, though. Like, okay, like, what did you enjoy most about making music? Like, what do you 
when it's time to like make a song or whatever, like what do you enjoy most about it? And then we'll get into like your process of making a song. Yeah. I think it's different every song, which lets me know I just enjoy the process in general. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. really cool to have silence and then it turns to a whole song. It's like you're literally creating something out of thin air. So um, mm. that's just the beautiful part about making music, but it's different for everyone. And so do you work with a band or like are you in there with the producer and y'all coming up with ideas together? Like sometimes, man. Like sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Like solitaire, I was able to I was fortunate enough to be able to sit behind uh produced by Ford and just kinda like hmm and just listen to him make the beat while I'm kinda like humming some a little melody or something with it. Um mm-hmm. but as I when I travel from here to LA, um, that wasn't afforded that as much, you know. Um, so mm. it came to me producing when I got on Apologetic. Uh, C Major was very helpful. We would just have cook-up sessions, and it would be, like, me creating at the same time of his, as him creating. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it was different every time, like I said. I still don't even know what's my favorite because I have songs that, like, I like that somebody just sent me a beat and I was just, it was just me alone in the room. And then I have some songs that I really, really like that somebody else was in the room and they shared that moment with me. So the process mm. changes. It's, it's, it's constant evolving. And I think that that's what also keeps me so versatile. Like you don't know what's going to come next sonically. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that the flexibility and working with different people and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. As you look at your artistry and all the things you do, like you say you make beats, you sing, mm-hmm. you already good at collaborating with people. What is something that you are looking to like be better at? It all. Like I literally am addicted <laughs> to like growing my craft like crazy. Um, this past performance I did, I was so proud of my vocal performance. It was my first time being on stage in what felt like two years, I think, since uh pandemic. Since the pandemic okay. being in front of that big of an audience. So um I'm always trying to like grow vocally because there's so much to focus on. There's so much that, you know, is entailed with music that mm-hmm. I want to grow vocally. I also want to grow when it comes to producing. It's one thing to make loops and beats, which is the stage that I feel like I was at like at the beginning mm-hmm. of this year. But it's another thing to be able to completely compose a song from left to right, making sure that the bridge mm-hmm. feels different than the chorus. The chorus feels different than the verse, like making sure things actually feel like a full song versus just a constant loop going. Um, that's definitely something I'm still mm-hmm. wanting to grow at. And eventually I hope to be able to create with like a full band in a room. Um, Cause it's never really, I haven't really gotten that experience yet. So I'm looking forward to what my music I hear it, yeah. When is that? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, and it sounds like some of your mom's influence is coming in where it's like you're doing all the things. Like as a choir director, right? Like they're like in tune with the music side and the vocal side and orchestrating everything. Yeah. And so it sounds yeah, that sounds like a big influence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so you mentioned that you was in Memphis and in LA. And so I think you transitioned to LA. Yeah. And so like obviously that's a big change. Um, and so, like, you want to share, like, some of the reasons behind that move and what is it, what is it um, giving you as an artist? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like, well, first I want to say I don't feel like people have to move from their city to grow or do anything. For me personally, um, I had a lot of growing to do out of the mentality that I feel like I placed on myself. 
um, which was when you're here your entire life, you know people from kindergarten, you know people from Bible study, you know people from vacation Bible school, you know people from seventh grade, you know people from this school, that mm-hmm. school. Like you have all these reputations that you're kind of living up to, these old personalities that you're quote unquote living up to. Um, and all of that I felt like was just getting in the way of my artistry. I could have just said F it and like, you know, defied all gravity here. But again, that speaks to like um, knowing who you are and knowing what you have to do in order to get to where you're trying to get. And I just needed to take a step away from all expectations and really see what it is that I expected for myself. And I think that that's what's propelled me so much further into my artistry, me being able to fully step into, okay, who is Shekinah as a grown woman? Like, you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. It didn't have it's to be like LA. people. It yeah, it don't don't have to be LA. Yeah. But you know, everybody looks for that opportunity to like reset their mind and space, and like sometimes that's a change of scenery. Sometimes like that's picking out new clothes, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I had other right, so, options that I wanted to go, like I oh, yeah, to yeah, other yeah. places, but man, the way it just kind of like. It went from like a one month vacation post graduation um, to a six month sublet for somebody that like a musician that went overseas and needed somebody to take over his spot for six months. It had a studio mm. in it already, so I was like, why would I not do that? Um, that's when I got better at producing. And then that turned into like, okay, why would I go home after seven months? Like you're here, be here. Mm. So yeah, ended up mm. kind of like falling into place, I guess. No, it's good. And I think, um, I mean, like you said, you can make it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like the internet, it makes it super easy. You can pop up on TikTok, social media, whatever. Right. Like you don't need to be there. But sometimes like being in those spots like L.A. where people are known for their artistry or music um, and having those connections is valuable. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good spot. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you um, like about your like the type of music you make. So you make R&B, right? And it sounds like you produce some of your own tracks. Yeah. And and so like talk about like R and B is so so layered. Like to me. Like you got P. Diddy talk about R and B is dead, but like if you actually like if you are in tune with R and B like right now, this modern R and B, it's so many versions of R and B that's out there that exist. Right. And so like where do you see yourself in that that span? I don't know. I, I think I stopped trying to put myself in a box. Like, I mean, of course, I select the, the closest genre to when it comes to uploading music because you have to. You have, they ask you what mm-hmm. genre is this? What's the secondary genre? What's this? Like, you have to. But I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel necessary. I don't feel it's necessary to put myself in a box. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I make R&B sometimes. I make house sometimes. I make jazz and flinch mm-hmm. back sometimes. The other day, I literally made some jazz. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm in a box, but my last project, um, it was heavily R&B influenced. Um, and it just kind of mm-hmm. felt like alternative R&B or something. But um, I may come out with a pop project. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it's how you feel. It's all about expression. Yeah, so talk about that, that, that project you, you came out with. And I think it was August, but based on a true story. And it's a it's a short EP, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, just talk about that. Go ahead. Based on a true story, um, I have been in L.A. for two years. I've been working on um, the project for two years. And we had recorded, or I had made, like, about 20 songs. And I just kind of chose, like, the best five um, that I felt, like, capitalized on my growth, sounded great sonically and 
yeah, it just kind of formed itself. Um, mm-hmm. I came to I make my beats with a, a demo of "Give Me Love," it was written by my homie Early, um, and he was able to take that track and made it ten times better <laughs> um, <laughs> than "Sucker for You." I did that in LA with Trey Graves and Solomon Smith solo, who are both from Memphis. And they just happened to be in mm-hmm. L.A. as well. So we connected and made that track. And I love that. That was my first time making something so grown. I recorded that song before I even recorded Gimme Love. And then um, mm-hmm. Temperature Rising was like me downstairs messing around with my pee pad. I was singing, you know, sparked up and just like in my own zone. I made that song by myself and I brought that to solo after the fact for him to help with mixing on the vocals. Um yeah, Something's Gotta Give was a fun collaborative effort between Black Bach, Jay Hicks, and produced by Ford. Um, I wrote majority of that song. Jay Hicks came through with that second verse. His pen game is crazy. And um, mm. <laughs> and so that was also the first time I accepted so much help on one track, like which showed me that mm-hmm. it's okay um, to ask for help and to have other people's input on your music. It was great. I feel like that's the most radio-ready song out of the whole project. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we have Direct Result, which was produced by Light Ease. This is my first time working with this man. I've never seen him in person, never talked to him. It is just like a long distance work relationship that worked out. And we got like three more in the clip that we may or may not let go of. Who knows? But mm-hmm. it was fun. It was just fun. Like easy going. That's the fun part about being independent. It's like, who gonna check me? Who gonna tell me, you know what? <laughs> What I can't do. What you can and can do. Okay. And so it was just fun. And I was just grateful for the whole uh, process. It's definitely based on a true story. Definitely about the things that I went through um, with the move. Coming into a woman. I went, like, I moved there when I was 24. I'm now 26. Like, that's a big difference, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. (laughs) And um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot can happen in two years. A lot can happen in two years. And mentally, I just feel like I had grown, like, years. And so it was just time to talk about it and time to remind people, like, I do do music. And I was tired of just, like, sitting on all the music that I've created over the years. Because it's been a lot. I have a bigger archive than I have, uh, like, you know, stuff that's out. And so. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's nice. And I... I hear you working with all these producers, you shouting them out and like you giving them, they, they do credit. Yeah. And I, and I'm curious, like as a producer yourself, and you talked about how you make your own tracks mm-hmm. and they would like take them over and like make them better and stuff. How is that? Like, how do you as a producer slash artist work with like producers? Like, I'm curious about that. Yeah. Well, I consider myself more so an artist that learned how to produce mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting my ideas off the way I wanted to. Like, I didn't think people was understanding mm. what I meant when I was like, okay, create, create something like this so I can come like this. And so there's nothing better than to learn it yourself so you can show them. And so that was really the whole point of me learning production to begin with. And so now I've gotten mm. to the point where I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, I actually could do this by myself, but why would I want to? It's so fun to, you know, have people that are more experienced in this area. You get to learn from them. You get to just kind of, see what they have to offer and you know what their ears hear different from yours and I don't know I I think that is probably why I give so much credit because I do understand you know but I've never produced for anybody else I've only produced for myself so like Mm -hmm. I'm able to produce but these people have produced for other people as well so I just think they have a different ear and it's it's nice to honor that you know yeah 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 that's good, man. That's that's good. I think I think it's good to like give the um people behind the scenes a credit. So yeah, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. 
All right, so one one track on that song or on the album that I was interested in, particularly is Temperature Rising. And not because of like the content or the sound. I think that all that is great. It was actually the length of the song. And so here you are with this EP. You say you have five songs on it. And then one of the songs is like a minute long or less. And so, you know, everyone, when they listen to music, it's always that one song. And artists label it, label it as an interlude. But sometimes people feel like, bro, we need more of that. Why did you stop? Yeah. And so like... I just want to take the opportunity to ask you that. Like, why did you stop? Why did it, why is it so short? Um, probably because again, like I just uh, talked about like the loops. Um, that was like mm. something that I had created. It was a moment. And I think when you're in that moment, it, like let it be as beautiful as it was. There's no point in like beating a dead horse. There's no point in like bringing it back up. Okay. Now let's finish this. Like to me, I said everything mm. that there was to say and, it was so beautiful because it came out in a moment. And so why, why it was finished. Why well, try to add more to yeah, it? Yeah, it was finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's important. Like, I feel like that's important for anybody making music. Like, like it's art and there's no right or wrong way to make a song. Right. There's no right distance or right length of time that a song needs to play. Like it's just an expression of what you what you are trying to put out. So yeah, right. it's really good. It's really good. All right, thanks to Kana for coming on. Like your story is amazing, starting from like gospel roots to R and B and just expressing who you are as an artist. Truly, like that's really inspirational. And so like any artist, producer, any fan potentially they want to connect with you, like where where can they find you at? Yes. So I am on Instagram. That is at underscore Shekinah that's at underscore S-H-E-C-H-I-N-A-H and I mean you could connect with me on Twitter it's the same thing at <laughs> underscore Shekinah S-H-E-C-H-I-N-A-H but she said not really though please get out of my business on Twitter you can connect with me on Twitter if you like to laugh but all work um, can either go to my email, um, bookshakina at gmail.com or my Instagram at underscore shakina. All right, bet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all for listening. That's been another episode of the Hitmakers Unite podcast. Now, if you're an artist, producer, engineer, anything related to the music industry, like please tap into our Discord server. We got a community building just for y'all so y'all can help and learn and grow and share with each other. Cause it's all about like bettering each other, helping each other out. So like please tap in, tap into that. It's in the episode details. Uh other than that, peace. <laughs>